Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, kia ora. Welcome to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. I'm delighted to be sharing your earbuds with you again today for what isn't actually the planned episode. So I've been pretty busy clinically, personally for the last few weeks, which is why there's been a bit of a gap in episodes. And I was actually planning an episode on accessibility of veterinary care and the whole availability of vet services and that will definitely be a later episode possibly the next one but I had a fantastic question from one of our listeners Terry who you'll hear from in just a little bit and her question ties in really nicely to some other content I've been putting out on YouTube about dog breeding and some of the problems that are involved with some of our breeds of dogs and some of the ethics and considerations that we should all have around this regardless of what breed of dog you have and where you are in the world and I'll leave links to uh, to those content pieces over on the show notes or you can head over to youtube.com slash our pets health um, where you'll find all of my other videos and if you've not checked that out there's well we're coming up to 400 videos there now so yeah there's something for everyone to be sure and for those of you who are cat parents and aren't interested in uh, the canine species at all this is definitely a consideration for you as well because we are seeing these similar problems in cat breeds I'm thinking here like Persian cats, Scottish folds, you know, there's numerous breeds that are also suffering from problems because of the way that we want them to look. And we're focusing on looks rather than health. And that, I guess, is one of the the big takeaways for some of those other pieces of content. Not necessarily today, although as you're here, it's definitely something to consider. So without further ado, this is Terry and her question. And now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Terry. I have a two and a half year old male chihuahua who I bought from an AKC breeder of merit. He has a lot of health problems, which we're taking care of. And I just want to know what your opinion is about me contacting the AKC and the breeder just to let them know. Um, what his problems are. Um, I don't want to get rid of my dog. I don't want any money back for, for my dog or anything like that. I just know that a breeder of merit is supposed to just be that. And maybe she would actually like to know about the health problems that the UC Davis School of Veterinary Science has found that he has. I um, just wanted your opinion on that. Um, thanks. Hi, Terry. So, Thanks so much for sending this question in. It really is a good one. And I guess the first thing to say is sorry to hear that you and your dog are going through, uh, you know, what sounds like a, a fairly challenging time despite being only two and a half years old. And I've definitely got some some thoughts on this. So I, mean, I guess the first thing to think about with any breed of dog and with any problems that we've got, especially in younger dog, is to think, are these problems genetic? And clearly, I'm not sure what exactly is going on with with your wee chihuahua, um, but not all problems, clearly not all diseases, not all injuries are the result of genetics, um, are predictable in any way uh, and could have been prevented by, you know, better breeding, if you like. 
Chihuahuas definitely do have a few problems that they come up against more often than other dogs from a genetic disease point of view. Uh, Most common has got to be luxating patellas or slipping kneecaps, uh, which is due to their conformation or the shape of their back legs. And it's where the, the kneecap is pulled to the inside of the leg and it slips out of that groove and, and can be pretty painful at the time and can lead to some quite nasty um, nasty arthritis. So that's a conformational problem. Uh, the thing we think about with chihuahuas definitely because of their distinctive look, their kind of domed head, is something called hydrocephalus or water on the brain. And that happens in uh, some chihuahuas that have just got this extremely dome-headed conformation uh, and we get yeah building up of water on the brain and can cause yeah all kinds of pretty pretty nasty nasty issues for these guys um epilepsy is another brain problem that can happen so epilepsy or idiopathic epilepsy when we're getting seizures for no clear underlying reason and and that does seem to have a genetic component in those dogs that are epileptic regardless of breed um, and that does seem to be a little bit more common in chihuahuas as well Um, we could get various kinds of heart problems so uh, pulmonic stenosis which is where the outflow of blood going to the lungs is is more narrow we can also get something called a a patent ductus arteriosus or pda which is uh, effectively where blood is is flowing through a route that it shouldn't and those conditions can both lead to heart failure Chihuahuas can get eye conditions, um, glaucoma, so an increase in eye pressure. Uh, they can get something called leg calf perth's disease, which is where the hip joint becomes kind of eroded and moth-eaten and can cause fractures and is pretty painful and is, again, a genetic condition. Um, Haemophilia, which is the ability of the blood to clot or affects the ability of the blood to clot um, in that it doesn't as it normally should. And we can get liver shunts as well, which, much like a PDA, is where the blood is not flowing as it should and it actually rather than flow from the intestine through the liver where it's processed um, into the general circulation it actually goes from the intestines just into the general circulation and, and bypasses the liver so those are some of the more common genetic conditions that chihuahuas can have and clearly if you've got a dog who is suffering from those then that is likely to be a result of breeding or breeding is likely to be a component of that because a lot of these conditions uh, are also multifactorial. So you're not going to necessarily be blaming breeding or genetics for 100 percent of the uh, of the presence of these these diseases, but it definitely plays a role. Equally, although these are the more common genetic conditions in chihuahuas, some of them are still pretty rare in chihuahuas, but we just think um, they are a breed that is more likely to suffer these than other breeds. So they're more common in the chihuahua than in other breeds, but they're still not particularly common in chihuahuas as a whole. So, you know, that's an important thing to consider as well. So with all that in mind, um, you know, what is the, the, the kind of answer to your question, Terry? Should we be letting the breeder know? Should we be letting the American Kennel Club, the AKC know? Um, I think ultimately good breeders should want to know about the health of their dog's progeny. They should want to know about the health of the puppies that they produce uh, and sell because uh, ultimately they're invested in their breed. They're invested in their dogs and they're invested in the lines that they're producing. 
So, um, yeah, I think if you don't let them know, how can they be aware of these problems and how can they be aware that there are potentially problems in a line of dogs? They might consider all of their puppies perfectly, completely healthy because they never hear otherwise. And as far as they're concerned, um, you know, why why wouldn't they believe that if the if the parents are perfectly healthy? Um, the first thing I would do, I suggest, is actually to talk to, to your vet to see if they if they would consider any of your dog's health problems are likely to have a genetic component. If not if it's just you know bad luck and unfortunately just like some people you know have a a ream of health problems uh, that have got nothing to do with their genetics that's certainly possible with our dogs um, dogs as well and and, you know it's very sad when that's the case Um, but there's no way that breeding would have changed that at all if they do feel that uh, genetics play a role in some or all of your dog's conditions then i think it is reasonable to approach the breeder uh i'd suggest just being open with the facts you know that you don't want any money back for your dog you're not looking to to give your dog back to the breeder or anything like that because that's just going to reduce any immediate defensive responses and then just lay out the facts just to say them as they are um and just simply stating that you thought that they would like to know about the situation just in case there is, uh, you know, any if they've heard of any problems in, in litter mates or any other puppies that they're producing. I think if we're just laying out the facts and we're not being um, emotional about things, then, you know, that's less confrontational and it's more likely to, to be positively received, if you like. With that in mind, I mean, I think, you know, we need to look at what the breeders of merit is as well and what we're able to predict with regards to genetic diseases, because there are certainly some some genetic diseases that we can screen for and we can um, we're able to to do a blood test for example and show the likelihood of a dog being a carrier or being a sufferer of a particular condition now those are the conditions where we are much more able to successfully eliminate through testing and responsible breeding unfortunately not all uh, genetic conditions have this ability to be tested ahead of time so there may be no way to know that uh, you know a particular set of parents is going to pass on particular genes that are going to make a puppies more likely to suffer from a particular condition we just don't know enough about all of these conditions and how much genetics actually does play a role um, and what part of the gene is or the genome is responsible and so with all that in mind um, the american kennel club it recognizes breeders of merit for what they call their dedication to breeding purebred dogs with the appearance temperament and abilities that are true to their breed standard and breed standard is set by the american kennel club but also for their commitment to health screening and 100% puppy registration. So these breeders who are breeders of merit are committed to health screening. But like I said, we can't screen for every single disease, even every single genetic disease. So, um, you know, for Chihuahuas, I'm not sure what the exact um, screening that they're able to um, able to provide. That does vary quite a lot depending on where you are in the world, because a lot of these tests are only run in the States in a lot of cases. Um but it's not going to be for every single condition that chihuahuas could could be affected by. So that's, I guess, you know, very important to say. Um, and also that the the Breeders of America was started by the American Kennel Club just to as well give breeders a way to prove their dedication to preserving certain breed characteristics and producing healthy, well-socialised puppies. Uh, and they're considered, as a result, the most conscientious and most committed of breeders. So with that in mind, I would hope 
Terry, that if you do have to approach or if you do feel it appropriate to approach your um, your dog's breeder based on everything that we've just discussed, then I would hope that they would take that in a positive manner, that they would be grateful for receiving that information. If though you feel that you are getting brushed off or the breeder is very dismissive, um, you know, then you may want to get in touch with the um, the AKC. Uh, but given the breeders, you know, put themselves in this position to be a breeder of merit, they've jumped through various hoops to get there and to maintain that status. Then then I would expect that that really is not going to be not going to be necessary. So I hope that helps in in some small way, Terry, with your situation. And I wish you and your dog all the best, you know, with with their future health and and well being. Uh, you know, and I hope you're taking care of yourself as well, because I know that caring for a dog um, or a cat who is unwell can be, you know, very draining. It can be isolating. It can cause all kinds of issues to to you as the caregiver. And what I'm going to do actually um, is leave a link in the show notes to a piece I did a little while ago but called caregiver burden which talks a little bit about um, you know your own well-being as the the pet parent and how it's important for you to look after yourself when you're dealing with a, a, a sick individual um, a sick family member be that a furry family member or a, or a um, two-legged human member um, and yeah I, I hope that that helps you and anyone else going through a, a similar situation as well because I know how challenging you know that can be from seeing kind of clients come through my door um and I guess just to close things off, I wanted to talk a little bit about this breeding for appearance, this breeding for um you know health maybe is put secondary on the list of desired features, secondary to uh, maybe behavior and to to that physical appearance. Where we are seeing this at its most extreme is in our brachycephalic dogs, our squash-nosed, our flat-faced dogs, uh, but also in our flat-faced cats. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, Persians, I'm seeing more and more Persians where, you know, rather than just being flat-faced, it's almost like their nose has been completely pushed in and they're virtually unable to breathe. Their teeth are horrendous. They're unable to groom themselves. They get hideously matted and they really just look miserable and, and undoubtedly feel miserable as a result. It's the same with a lot of our, our flat-faced dogs, our, our pugs, our French bulldogs, for example. You know, they are fantastic characters. They're lovely individuals, but they come with a raft of health issues. And of all the dog breeds, they have the shortest life expectancy because of that. So with that in mind, I think we also need to consider this kind of breeding to breed standard as well because i think some of the um, breeding clubs the kennel clubs um, you know in various countries have got a lot to answer for as well because their breed standards have in the past really rewarded these extreme confirmations to the detriment of health and and some of them are in denial about this but you know that is the the truth of the matter if you look at some of these breeds of dogs and cats you know from 50 100 years ago they look very different today than they did then and unfortunately their health has has suffered so i think if you're you know thinking about getting a certain breed um you know be it a chihuahua as in terry's case be aware of what conditions they suffer from be aware of what genetic conditions that they are more prone to and how potentially you can choose a breeder who is minimising these risks. So kind of the, the classic that's been around for a long term time, for example, is our Labradors that are prone to hip dysplasia, especially um, elbow dysplasia as well. Um, we have been doing screening x-rays of 
breeding dogs for a long time to to score their hips to score their elbows to see if they are good enough to to breed um, without a high high risk of actually passing on bad hips and a lifetime of pain and arthritis to their progeny so that's just one example uh, but you know for many breeds there are many more tests that are, are coming online um, are available now or will be available in the future to help improve the health of our dogs across the world and regardless of breed because really they don't care what they look like and it's on us as their their breeders and as their potential owners to try and ensure that they are as healthy as possible and if you are dealing with a good breeder they are absolutely going to agree with that they want their dogs to be as healthy as possible and with good breeding with appropriate breeding responsible breeding that is absolutely possible for pretty much every breed out there not all of them and there are some breeds that are just so um yeah so badly affected that even breeding the the best versions of that breed are unlikely to change their health status and again i'll leave links to um, some of those pieces of content in the show notes today helping your pet live the happy healthy life they deserve So that's it for this episode of the show. I hope you've found it interesting and it's given you food for thought and may help a future dog of yours um, or cat as well. If you have found it interesting, if you know someone who will benefit from hearing what we've spoken about today, then I'd love it if you could forward this episode to one or two of your pet loving friends or family so that I can help help more pets and more pet parents across the world no matter where they live and what their resources are which is really what my mission is here at our pets health and with the call the vet show so with all that said and done i hope to speak to you again very soon and until then i'm veterinarian dr alex this is the call the vet show because they're family that's it for this episode of the call the vet show be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation Access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.